Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. So let's just talk about what we believe that God is inviting us into um, in this season. It's, it's sort of a looking ahead uh, Sunday. And um, it's good to look behind. It's good to look, you know, that today it's good to look ahead. And, uh, you know, at, at Coast Vineyard here, a big part of uh, us trying to discern what God is inviting us into is to be talking. So we've been talking to a lot of you and a lot of our, um, a lot of people, a lot of our leadership um, groups and teams, and asking, well, what are you noticing? Like, what are you seeing? Like, what's what's happening? What are some of the things that um, seems that God's drawing our attention to? And you know, one thing that is um, one big thing that we're seeing is that, and, and this is not just this is just across the board, like. Um, in our community, you know, and, uh, is that people seem to be doing less. They seem to be going out less. They seem to be socializing less, involved in things less, uh, staying home more. Um, and even just over at Easter, um, my wife Jacinta and I, we went to, went to the movies. It's like, uh, and when we got there, we thought, man, we just haven't done this for like ages. We used to like go to the movies quite often maybe it's because they're not really doing that good movies but these days but but it just felt like something that was just like going out seemed to be something more and but and and if you think about it you you can you can get it can't you you can understand it like we we were um we were told to do life so differently uh over these last three years you know um whoever thought that like being in a bubble would just be like normal language you know like I'm in a bubble. Sounds like that going doing a zorb down in Rotorua or something. But like, um, you know, lockdowns and isolate and, uh, you know, Auckland having borders, you know, can't leave Auckland. Um, Aucklanders are like, we want to leave Auckland. Everyone else was going, no, you stay there, Aucklanders. <laughs> um, you know, distancing, you know, no parties, no church, you know, no groups together. And it's like... It kind of changed the way we sort of did life and made us uh, form new habits and and uh, I saw this I saw this picture this week of like um, it's like this was someone's map they were trying to plan their vacation over COVID and there was a map and all it was was just a picture of their house you know with all the rooms you know like it it was a, a little like it, something about that is has sort of shifted in the way we sort of do life and and I know that for some you know it's still that there is uh, some real nervousness about big groups and uh, wanting to protect their own health or you know protecting the health of, of someone uh, that's that's close to them and uh, so we sort of see, you see that and and uh, and as well there's like this um, there's like a tiredness amongst um, just in general just just with with, with everyone it's just like a sort of a tiredness and we kind of thought like ah, oh, maybe this year it'll be better you know we'll we'll get a we'll get a run and we'll just have a bit more of a normal year and we'll go away on our and have a nice summer holiday <laughs> um anybody have some do some camping over january 
Man, that was tough, eh? But it's just like a time. And, and like, you know, when you go through a season, and you, you, I've been reading a lot about this, that uh, when you go through hard seasons, um, and hard seasons, they, they're draining. You know, you, you, your energies get, get drained. And, um, and it can be easy to think when you, you've had a tough time and, and you're feeling low on energy that you just need like a good week's holiday or just a good sunny weekend and you'll be bouncing back. But it's more... You remember like a few years back in the Auckland were going like, our dams are dangerously low. And it's like... Man, what are we going to do? We might have to, you know, have to do rationing of the water. You know, we have to steal some out of the Waikato River, and uh, and it was just. And then we had like two weeks of just solid rain, just like just rain, 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 and everything. Oh, like so. Thank goodness, like you know, that'll sort all that out. And the dams were sort of went from being dangerously low, like forty percent capacity, in two weeks of solid rain, and it was went up to like about forty-six percent capacity. <laughs> You know, like, and it's kind of a little bit like us. It's like when we have a long season that's tiring and draining, that um, you know, even just a, a good week holiday, it's still, we, you know, it still takes a while before we, you know, we get back into that place of, um, you know, strength again. And so, it's if you're feeling, if you're feeling a little bit weary, it, like it's. It's understandable. I get it. You know, something else that's happening is we, you know, we sort of look around at, at culture because these are sort of the last, you know, the COVID years. A lot of these things that sort of, sort of impact our culture. They sort of shift our culture. Another thing that is really interesting around culture. Um, well, first of all, I'll, I'll, I'll get there, but let me just say this. This, this will lead into it. When I was nine years old. I won't ask you to guess what profound thing happened in New Zealand when I was nine years old. When I was nine years old, television in New Zealand went from one channel to two channels. <laughs> in 1989, two channels to three channels. I read a survey uh, that was taken in 2021, 2021. 72% of 15 to 39-year-olds uh, use a subscription video on demand every day. We're not three channels anymore, or two channels. It's, it's like, why go out when there is so much... Um, Entertainment, so much that you know, like it's hard to even imagine. Like you, you used to, you used to uh, have to watch whatever was on TV when they told you it was on TV. I mean, when there was only one channel, like they didn't have like cool shows. <laughs> uh, I was going to actually say some shows, and I'm going to think that some people will like those shows, and uh, <laughs> I was just like, that will stop me out. But like, why go anywhere? Why not just stay home and just like let's just watch the whole of Netflix, <laughs> except Love Island. But like, <laughs> stop watching Love Island. Don't. But the flow of culture—it's just taking us away from community. The flow of culture is taking us away from community, and and we live in this culture, and we are being shaped by this culture. 
And it can, it can push us to, to want to see our faith in, in a similar way where it's just like it's, it's an at-home, it's an individual thing, it's private. And then that can lead to think, well, I actually don't really need church. I'll take Jesus, but, but not the church. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is not you guys. You guys are here. Yeah, you believe in the church. But this is, this is sort of where the, the flow of culture has the, the potential of, of taking us. Another thing that was surprising as we sort of looked out over this last little season um, was a surprising lack of godly behavior from God's people. And there was fights and like insults and people were being ostracized as friends and family because like, oh, if you believe that, we can't be friends anymore. You know, the unwillingness to stay in relationship with people just because they had different opinions about different things. And like, like many of you did so well, but you know, some of you didn't do so well. And it was like it was a lack of ability or willingness or knowledge of how to take biblical wisdom and instruction and guidance and apply it to our situations. And I have to say, it was it was challenging. It was, you know, as a as a as a leader, as a church leader, it was, um, you know, it was frustrating. It was discouraging. You know, when when people behave and God's people behave in immature ways. Just a few observations. So as we engage in like, where are we at, and where do we where do we believe God is inviting us into? It's just really there's just there's just two things that we'll unpack a little bit today. Just two things that we just feel like we actually need to to step into these things with intent and with um, with a decision that yes we'll do this. And it's two things, and one is community. And the other one is growing up. And I'm sure that I share some of these things, like some of these things are going to resonate with you because God has been speaking to you about these things as well. So as we get into this, I'm going to start by reading a scripture, which is a picture of the early church that was recorded in the book of Acts. And it's... It's just so interesting. It's a similar picture to what God is inviting us into you know, as we you know, move forward into this year. Acts 2, verse 42. A lot, a lot of people say, like, oh, we just need to be an Acts 2 church. So like, yeah, maybe, you know, like, but I mean, it's a long time ago, different country, different place. But like, this is quite interesting, just that this was the church, just as the church was becoming the church in the first century. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God. And enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily who were being saved. Let's just pray. God, I pray that this morning, that whatever is for us, whatever you have for us, 
each one of us as well as for us as a, as a church community, God, that the, the important things that are on your heart would land in our hearts and that you'd plant in us, God, a, a, a yes and amen to, to your invitation to us. Amen. We're just going to bounce in and out of that bit of scripture as we go through this morning. But let's look at community. Let's look at community. All right. We believe that God is inviting us to give more focus and, and to do better and to grow more into, into community. You know, like five times throughout the New Testament, uh, we read that the church is talked about as a family of believers. A family of believers. All right, what I want you to do now, I want you to turn to the person next to you and I want you to say, you are stuck with me because we're family. All right. You are stuck with me. You know, family is, is a place where people are known and people are loved. You know, family, it's not just a, it's not just a, a thing where people attend, you know. It's where they belong. We share the highs and lows. We, we break bread together. When we see each other, it's more than just a, um, it's just a you know, how's it, how's it going? Oh, good. You know, here's a, do, this, do this for me. When your kids come back from this morning, ask them, how was, how was uh, kids' church this morning? 100% they will say good. They won't say any other word. They will say good. But families, you know, it's where we're recognized, where we experience care. It's, you know, it's where the best of life happens. You know, where people celebrate with us when, when good things come along. Where, you know, when our hearts are broken, that we have people whose hearts are, you know, break alongside us. And, you know, when it's moving day, we're not doing it alone. It's family. And church family is, is, uh, is taking a hit, you know, because... You know, some, some people over the last little while, they just haven't behaved that well. And it hasn't been helpful for family. And, and for some people, in the difficulty of uh, relational challenges, because they were drained and low on energy, you know, some people just haven't had the, that energy and ability to, like, I've got to, I, I know I've got to fix this. I just, oh, I'm just, I'm just spent. And so, so how are we doing at, at being a family, like a, a, church, a church community? And like, I would say that like, sometimes good, um, sometimes not so good. You know, some people have left our church, and they've, you know, they've left and they've said, well, I couldn't find community here. I mean, just, honestly, it breaks my heart. You know. you know, church is meant to be for everyone. I talked with someone um, just a couple of weeks ago, and they said, like, like Coast Vineyard, it's just like it's got too big for them. They just can't seem to, you know, find family I- anymore. And and um, you know, and, there, and then some people will come to me and say, like, I, I don't want our church to get any bigger. And I'm like, I, the the challenge is, is that like a lot of people like our church, and. Uh, 
And when people come along and they visit and they go like, I, I like this. There's life here. This is, there's good things here. And, and so they're going to want to come and be a part of it. And it's, um, it's going to grow. I've talked with someone this week as well, and just this week, and they said, like, um, this church is just so, so good because they find, found family here. And it has been family. It's like, um, and it's just so important and so good. You know, uh, sociologists say that really it doesn't matter how big your group is or your, your tribe or whatever, you really can only get to know about 30 people. So it's almost like it doesn't matter what size your church is, whether you're at a church of 30 or whether you're a church of you know, 30,000, you just got to find your 30 people. And I'd encourage you with that. Like if you are sort of feeling like, oh, you know, I come to church and there's people there I don't even know, it's just like, it's okay. Just find your 30 people. So as we, it's interesting as we look at this church, the early church in... Um, and just remember, this is in Palestine, the other side of the world. This is like 2,000 years ago, completely different culture, um, very, very different. And, and like, unless you've actually done a little bit of study of, of history or culture, you know, th- their culture is, is so different, not just the location and the time, but the culture is so different. But what can, maybe there's some things we can learn um, and it's so interesting. It's, it starts off when they talk about the, this church, this, this church that's just getting started, the church of Jesus. It says they devoted themselves to, the, to teaching and fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayer. They devoted themselves. Like, devoted, like, that's a strong word, eh? That's a strong word. When we hear that word these days, we most often hear it when we hear talking about devoted parents. How many people here, how many parents here have been on a sports field on a Saturday morning in the freezing cold and the rain? Oh, there's just hands everywhere. Devoted, best devoted parents. Devoted parents, you get the phone call, you know, 2.30 in the morning, like, I'm sorry, you know, your daughter's not coping, we're staying at the friend's house, you know, she's asked if you could come and pick her up. Sure. (laughs) Devotion. Devotion. You know, what are, what are we devoted to? What are we devoted to? If I ask that, you go, I don't know. I don't know how you can figure that out. I'll tell you how you can figure it out. It's your lucky day. Come and get some good answers today. Find out what you're devoted to. You just have to look at your day planner and your bank statements. Serious. You will see what you're devoted to. It might be different to what you think you're devoted to. Where your time and your money go, that tells you what you're devoted to. And what was the early church devoted to? Well, they were devoted to the apostles' teaching, just learning about the life of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus, the, what it means to live as a follower of Jesus every day. They were devoted to fellowship to being together, a shared life. They were devoted to breaking bread, eating. I like these guys. More fellowship, eating. You know, it sounds good. You know, like eating food and hanging out with people who love following Jesus. 
and they were devoted to prayer. And isn't that interesting? It just talks about four things. And like two out of the four, it's fellowship. It's hanging out, being together. And again, fellowship, it's not, it's not that common a word that we use just in everyday um, 21st century Auckland. Um, but fellowship, if you think of, there was a movie, was it Fellowship of the Ring? The Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, the first one. There they are, my boys. Um, you know, the guy who wrote the Lord of the Rings, J.R. Tolkien, a Christian man, and uh, it was so much of the story was, was painting a picture of the, of the Christian life. And this first one was, it's just like he's brought together people that are very, very different and brought them together to, um, with a shared purpose in the midst of very challenging times. You know, there was elves and hobbits and wizards and dwarfs and, and people. Um, I was thinking that we could get you to all stand up and so we could discover the hobbits amongst us, but we, we, we went. But then I thought, no, don't, no. And then I thought, no, don't even say it. No, no, I was just... <laughs> Still said it. So the early church, they met together. So like church together matters. They, they shared everything they had, you know, so finances and financial support mattered. They, they shared with those in need. Generosity mattered. You know, they, they worshiped together. They, they met in homes together. They ate together. And, and like, like, so like, is there something that we can take from this? Like, like, I'm an introvert. Have we, have we got introverts in the house? It's like, most of them are like, yeah, I, but I'm like, I'm too scared to. <laughs> you are not an introvert, bro. <laughs> so, like, for me, like, after a big week of people, you know, like, I feel, I can feel quite drained. And, and um, I can wake up on the weekend and I'm just like, you know, say to Jacinda, it's like, oh, I think I just might sleep in this morning. You know, I'm just like, people out. And she'll say, you can't. You're preaching this morning. You know, <laughs> like you're the, you're the pastor. You've got to go to church. So, um, but I know that there are times when you know we we can get peopled out. But God has made us in such a way that being together is good for us and leads us into our best life. You know, in community. And the early church, they were committed to each other. They were committed to each other. So let me tell you, like, here's some things that we could do. As we're, if we're going to step into, like, oh, community, okay, community, okay, what does that look like for us? If we wanted to step into being a people who, who love God together and do life together, whose lives are sort of interweaved together, and, and you know, who, who knows and, and, and gets it that when you're thrown together with people and hard things come along, um, if you work through them, you actually grow up and it's good for you. Yeah. Like, so like, there's a, it's good to be together because like we're not, you know, it, loneliness is the, is, the, uh, is the result if we're not with people, you know, isolation and that unhelpful things. So, and, and yet, it's, so it's good to be with people when things are good, but then when things are hard, there's also, it's also good. It has the potential to be good because it's an opportunity for us to grow. Anyway, so, so here's some things. I've just, I've just got some four things. Um, how are we going for, um, for time? We're going not very good. Um, 
You guys all right if we stay an extra couple of hours today? That'd be all right? The old, uh, that uh, whatever's in the crock pot might be a bit uh, boiled dry, but uh, hey, um, I gotta speed up. Okay, here's some things that we can do together. Is first of all, we if we could just decide we're gonna be a community builder. We just choose like I'm gonna be part of this, you know, part of making this happen. You know, obviously, if, if you choose community, you can choose a place where you can find friendship, but you can also be someone that can choose to help other people to, to find friendship and, and connect in. You know, for community to happen, we all have to play our part. We, have to, we all have to play our part. You know, I think a lot of times you think like, oh, you know, we're, the church has got staff. It's just so good that we've got staff because they can do everything. And uh, just so you know, like we've got... We've got two full-time staff, and we've got a bunch of part-time staff. It's not a big staff. And staff's role really is just to help all of you to do yeah. church well, you know, not to do it all for you. You know, people have said to me, like, oh, like, I'm so angry at the church. I'm like, whoa, okay, um, why is that? Well, I, you know, like, I haven't been coming along now for, like, a little while, and no one's the church hasn't, no, they said, the church hasn't contacted me. I'm going like, really? Like, and so I'd say like, I'm sorry, that sounds terrible. Like, so no one from the church has contacted you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this person contacted me and this other person contacted me and that person contacted me. And I'm saying like, so the church did contact you. And they're looking at me like all confused. Like, it's like the expectation is like the staff. The staff was, no, like we've all got our part to play in, in church. And we look at church and, you know, we've got to see that we are all the church. And as people come towards us, you know, people hear that there is life in this place. That people, as, as, they, as they're journeying in their, in their walk with God, that this is a good place to do it. And they'll come and they'll join. And then we've got a part to play to help, help them feel welcome. My suspicion is a lot of you still feel pretty new yourselves. Well, um, here's, if you have been here coming onto Coast Vineyard for longer than a month, you are now officially uh, anointed as as uh, regulars. Uh, long, you know, and so anyone, so you have to now start help welcoming the new ones to come in. Okay. There's so much. Um, individualism and, and isolation and self-imposed isolation and but there is still this deep cry in people like like where do I belong? And and we as the church would call out you, you can belong here. You can belong here. Now it can't be like saying like no I'm sorry we're full. I'm sorry we're full. It can't be that. Our arms are wide open. So like, will you be a community builder? Second thing that can help us as we step into this whole thing of community is to resolve to attend. You know, we just need to worship together. Our weekly all-church time together is 10 a.m. on Sundays, not 10.05. <laughs> 10 a.m. And I, like, I know it's hard getting to church, you know, with kids, you know, getting them ready. And then even when they're here, they might be in a program and needing you, and you might feel like, oh, why do I even come? But... But come, come, come and worship together. 
and stay a little longer after church. Stay a little longer after church. Connect with people. You know, find, find one of your 30 people or maybe someone new. You know, we, um, we do coffee. We, do, we, we even have a little bit of, you know, some little slices and snacks that we hand around after church. This is not compassion work where we're feeling like you are starving <laughs> and we want to feed you. This is us tricking you into staying longer. <laughs> we want you to stay longer. Yeah. That's, what it's, that's why we, we have coffee. Like, stay, connect. You know, over, over um, what's the time? Eh? Break it into two weeks, you reckon? We could do community this week and we could do um, the other thing, the, the growing up next week. We could do it. Mm. Half a message, eh? <laughs> it's like, oh man, I've ripped off. <laughs> It's like the Lord of the Rings movies, eh? You get to the end of the first one, it just stops and like, what's happened? He goes off in the canoe in the river and like, that's the end of the movie. Okay. All right, we're just going to do community this week. All right, you'll have to, you'll have to wait to grow up for another week. But, you know, over lockdowns, um, we as a church were thrown into, like, trying to figure out how to become broadcasters. And, again, uh, you know, trying to help the church stay connected while we are told, don't even, you know, don't even go and get your mail. You know, you stay in your house. Um, and, and so we're just trying to keep the church connected, doing these online things. And, again, I just apologize. We don't know what we're doing, especially in those, those first weeks. It was just like, it was bad. I can remember, like, doing about 20 takes of, a, like, a video. And I was just doing the three-minute notices. Like, I was just like, 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 I don't teach you this stuff in pastor school, you know. It's broadcasting. And, um, and, but, and we're glad that... Um, you know, we've got some, some equipment and some skills now. We've got a wonderful team that helps us to you know, get our church out online and so you can keep up with it um, when you're away. And we're so glad that those people that are, uh, are vulnerable with their, uh, their health, they can still stay connected through that. But, um, but like watching church online, it's not really church. It's not really being church or doing church. It's kind of watching other people do church. And... Um, like I say, we're glad we can do that. Um, but, uh, but people gathering together, that's the church. That's being church. So resolve to attend. You know, make the most of the opportunities to be together. We're going to do some different things through the year. Not heaps, of course, because we're still tired, aren't we? But the different things that are opportunities to connect. Come along. Come along. You know, we had this... In, when. A few Sundays back, we didn't have the venue here because they had the embroidery festival, something like that. I can't remember what it was, but they, they have it every year. Last weekend in March, bless them. And um, 
So we did our Sunday fun day at the beach, and I was so encouraged. As, a, as your pastor, I was so encouraged watching people connect with people that they you know, hadn't met before and didn't know. And, um, all right, let's, let's rip through these last two, and then we'll, um, we'll land it. So be a community builder, resolve to attend. You'll like this next one. Eat more food. Yeah. Eat more food. Now you're talking. It's like the early church. You just, like, just, ate, they just ate together. We need to do food, more sausage sizzles, more, you know, enjoy these after church snacks. And, um, but like, it's more like, well, maybe, what about after church? Who, ever, who, who has lunch? Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> we all have lunch. You know, like maybe we could do food with someone after church. Or who can I invite back to my place, you know, for lunch? And if, and if you do invite people and they say no, don't be discouraged. It's just like, have another go next week. Um, and if someone asks you to lunch, why don't you start by asking, well, why not, instead of like, why should I? Okay? It's easy just to go like, oh, I just like, well, why not? You know, when I discovered the vineyard, I've been coming to Vineyard Church for over 30 years, and one of the first things I discovered was that everywhere we went, they had food. I'm like, I love the vineyard. <laughs> Fourth thing here is, is to open our homes. Open our homes. You know, we've kind of got out of the habit of that. Um, do community in our homes. Getting together with others. You know, we've got another number of groups that meet through the week that, you know, that people facilitate. And, but we would just love it if more people just opened their homes. And it may be like, oh, okay. All right. Maybe I do need to do that. Maybe I need to open my home again or for the first time. You know, maybe facilitate a group or, or just do something around a shared, shared interest or just, you know, invite people after, after church or just something. And it's, it's not, and not, not just a meeting thing, but a shared, shared it's a meeting together in your homes. It's like a pathway to a shared life together. And, and again, I was just um, I was talking with someone just this week and, uh, and they were saying, it's like, you know, Matt, like I still meet regularly with some friends, and we met in a small group like decades ago. And it's just one of the richest things. You could just see it was just one of the richest things in his life is that we still get together. It's so good. It's a pathway to like a shared life. And if you're feeling a little tired, listen, be encouraged by Paul the Apostle. Galatians 6, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. You know, you could, you could do something as easy. Like sometimes having people over, it's just as easy as opening the front door, putting the jug on, and then just thinking like, you know, Figuring out something we could do together. Like, I mean, you could watch, because this is all like on YouTube, you could just watch this, this again, you know, and just go like, let's just pick this, let's just, let's just pick this all apart, you know? Like, what do we agree with? What do we not agree with? What the heck's going on with Matt's hair? You know, like, whatever, whatever. Okay, we should, we should really land this thing. And just like, just one last thing on this whole thing of community. Introverts. Do it with an extrovert. Whatever you do, like find an extrovert. I'm married to one. It's been very helpful. 
Like, it just means that, I, lo- I mean, I love people. I love connecting. I love community. But I run out of energy. I run out of words. And then Jacinda just picks it up. <laughs> and she's just away. She's got a lot more words than me. Um, yeah. But your church needs you to play your part in fostering community. So rebuilding community, it's a big part of, um, of our year. Let me just finish with this. As we, as we look at the early church, there's some cool things that sort of happened on the back of them doing what they did. And it's not a formula. You know, like we're 21st century Auckland, they're 1st century Palestine. But like some cool things happen. I'm just like thinking like, I wonder, maybe God would release some of this into our, our experience. And the things that happened with them is they, they got spiritually rich. And they, you read that they were people of joy. They enjoyed the favor of the people. And people found God. People from the community, they found God. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed form, but I'm excited to see what God does amongst us. Why don't we stand together? Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day and be blessed.